New Hope Outreach Ministries, making a difference by taking the gospel from word to action. And now, today's message. You guys are so ready on G, waiting on O. Amen. By the grace of God. The Holy Spirit don't have anything new to tell you. It may, it may be new to you, but it's not new to him. Amen. God is just a, just a good God, and we just thank God for all the great things he's doing, and he continues to do, and I thank God for each one of you that are here today. Um, I've been continuing to think about all the things that God is doing and what is causing so many people not to do what God has called them to do. Um, Believe it or not, there's a reason why we do what we do. Anybody believe that? Um, regardless of good, bad, and different, um, there's a reason why we do what we do. But the point of it is, if we're not doing the right things, then we need to evaluate what we're doing, why we're doing what we're doing, and get on the right track by the grace of God. You know, Jesus said in the book of John, he said this. He said, um, without me, you can do nothing. And that is so important because for the simple fact here, there's so many people in the world today are trying to do things without God. Um, they do it, then they put, um, like say, okay now, God, I did this, now you need to fix it. And that's not the way it should be. If you want things to work in your life, if you want things to go well for you in your life, you need to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And everything else will be added to you. But for some reason or another, that's not where we are today. And that's why some people become so frustrated after they're putting so much effort into a situation, whether it be a job, whether it be school, or whatever it may be, into a relationship, whatever. Um, and it's not working because, first of all, they're not even sure that God wanted them to be in that situation because they are the ones they decided for themselves that's what they wanted. And because what they want, they think God, that's what God wants. But if, you, if, you, if you've been living with God and walking with God for a while, you realize that, that the Father don't always work like that. If you want things to go well for you, then you need to make sure, by the grace of God, that things will, uh, you want to put in first. And the only way you can do that is by thinking the right thoughts getting the right things in in order for the right things to come out of your, out of your mind. Um, everything that goes on in your life, believe it or not, starts with a thought. It begins with a thought. Um, if, if your thoughts are not right, then things that you do are not going to be what? They're not going to be right. Now, I, I, I take that back. It may be right to you, but it won't be right to everybody else. The Bible said in Proverbs that there's a way that seems right to a man or a woman, but the end thereof are the ways of destruction. So you want to make sure that now you want to get an in line with God more so than anything else. You want to hear now. You want to hear clearly and make sure that you're hearing clearly what God is telling you to do. It may be good to you, but not necessarily good for you. 
And in other words, you got to get to a point where you can't think of who God is. You need to know who he is for you. And just like Daphne said earlier, and know the plans he has for you. Because just like David, when Goliath was got ready for to fight Goliath, Saul, which was the king, came and then offered David his armor, which is nothing wrong with that. But David had to let him know, so guess what? I can't use this. Even though it probably could, um, I probably could use it to some degree, but I'm not, I'm not used to using this type of weapon. This is not the plan that God gave me to use. So I got to go, if I'm going to battle, if I'm going to accomplish things in life, I got to be able to use what God has given me. And when you do that, it'll work every time. Every time it'll work. And it's amazing how, how God can work this stuff out, out for it. And this morning I want to share with you about examining yourself. Examine yourself this morning. And that doesn't mean that you're trying to find something that's wrong, um, looking for faults and stuff in your life, but you want to get rid of those things you know for a fact that are not right in your life, by the grace of God. Because by getting rid of those things that are not right in your life, going to help you to have longevity, not only longevity, but also going to help you become a better person, a better mother, a better father, a better Christian, uh, a better worker, co-worker, the whole nine yards. Because if you think on a job that everybody's against you, you're not going to be around happy co-workers. And co-workers may not be happy with you. Does that mean that they're bad people? No. That's the way you think. If you go in there with the mindset thinking that everybody's against me, and don't nobody want to support me, don't nobody want to help me, and guess what? That's the way you can start treating other people the same way. And that's why it's important to examine why you think like this. Some people get into a relationship. They go into a relationship thinking it's going to fail. And most likely it will fail. Not because there's a bad person they're dating, a bad person they have friendship with, just because of their way of thinking. And they will do things they set to sabotage themselves for it to fail. And people don't understand that. But once you get in line, get your thinking right, and get, and get in line with God, things will fall in place for you. It's no coincidence people be married and be in a relationship for years and years and years. It's no coincidence. It's a reason for that because of their thinking, the way they think. Just like most marriages, people get in, go into marriage with, with what? Prenuptial agreements. They go in there thinking that, well, you know, if it don't work, well, you know, I'll get me another one. Why would you go through the changes of going through that type of thinking when you can wait and be patient and make sure you got the right person? When you know in your heart that this is the right person. Person, well, you know, if it... Hey, just like I found him, I find somebody else. Just like I found her, I find somebody else. That's not the type of thinking you want to have when you're talking about dealing with relationship. And if you've been in relationship and you're not having good relationship, you need to examine the way you think about relationships. 
Well, they got the boys. Well, you know, maybe it runs in our family. I don't care what runs in your family. Just because it runs in the family, it don't have to happen to you by the grace of God. That's a thinking that people have created and people have been indoctrinated for years. Well, it just, it's in our genes we do this. It's in our genes we do that. No, you got a new DNA when you accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior. You're not, the Bible says you're no longer the same. You're not the same anymore. You are a new creation in Christ by the grace of God. It don't matter what daddy done. It does not matter what mama done. Grandmama, great-grandmama, great-great-great-great-great-grandmama done. It don't matter. It don't have to happen to you by the grace of God. And the only way it can happen to you, you believe that, you start thinking that, and before long, you begin to make decisions based upon what you think by the grace of God. That's why it's important if you're trying to become a person of influence, you don't want to be around losers. You want to be around winners. If you're trying to become better, you don't want to get around people that are worse than you are. I'm not saying you can't fellowship with them, but as far as them being a close buddy, a close friend, you want to unite with people that has the same similar faith that you have. I share with you later on about that. How can two walk together except they're what? If they accept they be in agreement. Well, it don't matter. I can change him. That's a lie from the pits of hell. If you believe that, you'll fail every time. You can't change anybody. Only person that you can change, allow to be changed, is yourself when you open up your heart and let God come in and change you. If you've been a jerk for 20 years, you can be a jerk for 20 more years. Depends on how you think and the way you do, the way you do things and the way you go about things or whatever. It can stop. Look at your neighbor and say, it can stop. Anything that's inconsistent in my life, it can stop. If you wasn't born with it, guess what? You don't have to live with it because that's not the way God created you to be. He created you to be the person he wants you to be. In the book of, in the book of 2 Corinthians, we quoted the scripture last week, we'll quote again. 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5, we're starting our, our beginning scripture. It said, examine yourself while you be in the faith. Now, believe it or not, now a lot of people get upset about this. If you go and question them about the action and their behavior and their character, this forever will cause a problem for you. You can't judge me. Who are you to judge me? You heard people say that many times. But the scripture said here, it said, examine yourself whether you be in the faith. Are you like, or what are you doing that's similar to Christ? Are you Christ-like? Are you doing things that will exemplify him, that represent him or whatever? If you see me 12 o'clock on a Saturday night, am I doing things to, to represent Christ? If I'm with my buddies and friends out there and everybody else is, is carrying on and doing crazy stuff, am I doing things to represent Christ? See, we live in a world now that everybody wants to compromise. Don't nobody want to call black, black? 
Don't nobody want to call white, white. Well, it's all good. I got news for you. It's not all good. It's not all good. It's destructive. And that's why our people today don't want to go to church. Because the same thing they see in the church are the same thing they see on the streets. The same people they, they party with Monday through Fridays are the same people they, they party on, on Sunday with. I'm not saying don't, don't have friendship, but what I'm saying is if you are going to have friends, make sure those friends are in the faith. Iron can't sharpen, iron can only sharpen iron. And that's why it's important, Paul is telling the churches, it said, prove what? Your own selves, and know ye not your own self. He said, how? The, Jesus Christ is in you. Jesus is in you now. Either he's in you or he's not. And if Christ is in you, then you want to be an example of him. Even when you get into one of these raging fits, you can be angry, and guess what? And sin not. You don't have to curse every time you get upset about something until you change your thoughts, until you can get the right thinking into your head. Guess what? Things are not going to change. Not going to change. Then you go over there into the book of Lamentation. It's very important. See, when you're testing yourself, you're evaluation, evaluating yourself. And you know, sometimes people don't really pay attention to what they do and how they sound, the way they do things or whatever. Um, and that's why sometimes people get offended because you're not paying attention to your action. If you're seeing people start falling away from you, and start walking away from you, don't want to be associated with you, it's time to do what? It's time to evaluate. Time to take a look. Now, it depends on what type of friends they are. Now, they type of people that don't have good influence in life, you need to depart from each other. You need to let them be them, and you be you, by the grace of God. And that's why it's so important. And when you do this, you don't have to worry about whether you're in the faith or not. You don't have to check your, your faith thermometer. Well, I got faith. I don't have faith. You know, I'm good. I'm not good. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. See, you can get away from all that doubt if you start thinking the right things in your head. You can get the right thoughts in your head. When you come to sickness and come to death, when the devil brings death to your mind, the first thing in your mind is not say, well, hearses, coffins, and flowers. That's not the first thing in your head. Because he's going to tell you that you're going to die. He'll tell you that. You're going to die. Now, if you believe that, so as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And if you don't get that thought out of your head, guess what? It's just not a matter how, it's a matter when. He can be having a feeling for you. Because that's what you think. All sickness, look at your neighbors, all sickness, is not unto death. Jesus had given us, had laid things out for us in such a way that we can and will be successful in this life if we think the right thing. It does not matter what they say. It does not matter when they said it. Guess what? It don't have to come true. 
only way it comes true when you start believing that it's true, start thinking that it's true, and start meditating on it. Then becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. You know, um, when I when I first first got married, I made my decision. I'm only going to get married one time. You heard what I said? I made my decision. It's not going to be two, three, four, five, like changing T-shirts or uh, shirts or whatever. It's going to be a one-time thing. We're going to get it right and get it right and keep it right by the grace of God. But I realized that did not come without a price. It can't be just all her and not me. She has to do her part, and I had to do my part. And because of being, because we serve God and got in, 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 in the church and start learning, start training, start getting rid of all the more divorced thoughts that other people are going through and stuff like that, and start renewing our minds about what good relationships are. Here we are today. In a few weeks, we'll be four to six years together. Are you listening to me? And believe it or not, my thought before I got married, I didn't think I'm going to stay married four to six minutes. But let's tell my four to six years. But that's where I thought then. But after I got in Christ and started learning about my job, about my life as a man, look at your name as a man, started learning my life as a woman, guess what? I realized she can't make me happy and I can't make her happy. I don't care how much, what I buy her. It can't, it, it can't happen. Well, he loved me because he gives me. Okay, what happened when the day he stopped giving you? He stopped abiding for you. What you going to do then? God forbid, God forbid, what day and you come become incapacitated to the point where you have to become codependent upon him or her? God forbid if all of a sudden you get in a car accident, that all that beauty and all that good-looking stuff, whatever, it's no longer there. Those, those ideas and thoughts that attract you to that person are no longer there. Now what you're going to do? And because you don't have the right beliefs about a relationship and about your relationship with her or with him, and chances are it can be a disaster. If most people would go back and relook at the person they divorced themselves from, if they, if they go back and really, really do an evaluation, many will, will look back and say, you know what? If they're in Christ, if they're in Christ, they'll look back and say, you know what? I should have never married that person from the beginning. <laughs> but now you're hooked. Okay, Pastor John, I'm hooked now. I know I shouldn't have married him, but guess what? The good news here, look at your neighbor and say, good news. You got help. You call the Bible. Call the Word of God. Amen? Now, do you want to, do you, now do you want to allow God to work in you? To work out the, the wrinkles and, and all the other stuff that's, that's going on so you can be happy and live happy. That's on your part. Now here, fix what's broke. But you got to give him a chance to do it by the grace of God. Lamentation. Lamentation chapter 3 and verse 20. This is a scripture we don't, uh, book we don't uh, preach from often. 
uh, often use scripture from. But I thought it was a very interesting scripture in verse 3, chapter 3 and verse 40. It says this. He said, let us what? Test and examine what? Not your ways, but my ways. And see, and that's why I said going back to relationship. We don't do that. We always point the finger and look at the other person, what they're doing to me. We don't think about what they're doing or how they're treating the next person. They don't think about that. That's why it is good. He said, let us test and examine our ways. And then when you find things that are not right, what you do? What you do? What you do? You, you, you turn to the Lord. See, that's an answer there to people's problems. People say, well, you know, it's, no, no way it can be fixed. That's, not, that's a lie from the pits of hell. It can be fixed. Because when God shows you that you're wrong, flat out wrong, turn to the Lord and say, Lord, forgive me. Help me, God. I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have done that. I should have did something different. But I let my flesh get in the way and did something entirely different. And that's why we're in this situation we're in now. In divorce court. <laughs> God forbid. You don't want to do that. Then on the contemporary version, it says this. Instead, we should think about the way we are living. How many people think about the way they live it? They're going to give a flip. They don't care about the way they live it. They expect to continue to do the same old things over and over and over, again and again and again, and think that good things going to happen, especially when they're negative things they're doing. It don't work that way, brothers and sisters. You can't take a round peg and put it in a square hole. I don't care what type of hammer you get. You can beat it all day long. You can beat it and force it in, but that's not the way it works. And that's why when we get the right things in our heads, the right information, right thoughts, godly thoughts into our heads, it's going to manifest itself through our actions. Our actions are going to reflect it by the grace of God. And even many times, even after God show us our shortcomings, look at your neighbors' shortcomings, and whatever they may be, we all have them. I have them. And when God showed me something, I'm not on no ego trip and saying, man, I ain't going to do that. Now, don't get me wrong. Years ago, I would. I would have done that. Man, I'm not going to do that. Hillary used to, when we first got married, she would say, um, give me something, say, say, say please. Man, you almost had to beat me in the head with a hammer before I told her, please. I'm not going to tell you, please. Please. Get, get serious. Okay? And then months and weeks and years down the road, and something very important, she said, tell me please first. Girl, I told you a hundred times. I ain't telling you please. See, when you don't know any better, you don't do any better. But when you know better, you can do better. Now is, guess what? Because I got rid of that thought, it's not a problem now. I said, sure. I said, please, please, ma'am. Now I have this, I have that. But that ego, 
That ego and that pride just won't let you let me do it. He said, no, I don't care if hell frees over. I'm not going to tell you, please. That's almost like some, like Benning, whatever. I'm the man of this house. You don't understand. See, it's ego. It's ego. It's ego. When you can get away from that ego trip and get in your place based upon the word of God, I'm going to tell you, every day will be a holiday and every day will be a feast by the grace of God. But as long as you stay on that ego, ego trip, you're going to miss out on a lot of blessings of God. God's not going to twist your arm and make you change. He didn't twist my arm and say, John, you better get to the point where you start saying, please. Because you're not, you don't realize there's arrogance and there's pride. You need to get away from that. If you want to be a person that's submissive and humble. Now, what would you do if you told her to say please to you? Well, she better say please to me. That's ego. And you can't do that. You want to be as loving to them as you want them to be loving to you by the grace of God. And most people don't do that by the grace of God. James, James chapter 1, verse 23, 23 and 24. Many times, look at your neighbor and say many times. Even when you, when you get upset and get, uh, get into a heated discussion with people because of your beliefs, we have a tendency to say things and do things we shouldn't do. And the devil loves to rub it in your face. Make you feel guilty. Bring all that condemnation upon you. If you was a Christian, you wouldn't have done that. You wouldn't have said that. No Christian act like that. All this is condemnation. Well, thou have to go through all them changes. Only thing you have to do when you get in when God shows you something, guess what? Just do it. Just like when you, like most women, when you go to a mirror to put on makeup or whatever, if you see something that's not right, that's not going to complement that makeup, your makeup that you put in on your face, you're not going to walk away from that mirror and just walk away and say, well, you know, I ain't going to worry about this. So be it. The moment you see that does not coincide or does not, it's not going to be able to have any type of impact upon what you're doing as far as, um, as, far as your um, makeup is concerned, you're going to do what? You're going to get rid of it. But God would do the same thing for us. He's constantly giving us an opportunity to change. Look at your neighbor and say, change. People say, you know, I, man, if I could only change. Yes, you can. You can change. Why are you not changing? Because you don't want to. You don't think you can change. You don't believe you can change. There's not one thing that's going on in your life that you dislike right now cannot be changed. If you're a liar, even though you get a lot of thrill out of it sometimes, start telling the truth. And you don't want to become a pathological liar. By lying to you, you become just as easy as telling the truth. You want to learn how to make changes. When God shows you something that's not right, that's incorrect, that should not be there, don't fuss and fight about it. Say, guess what? 
God, you, Father, you are right. And I'm so wrong. And I need to make some changes here. And if you do that, you'll find out you have um, your blood pressure will become normal. You're not as stressful. You're not walking around with a chip on your shoulder all the time. Walking around with boxing gloves on, ready to fight. Because that's what you're used to. Well, they're picking on me because of this, because I'm that color, that this color, whatever. No, it ain't got nothing to do with that. It's your attitude, the way you present yourself. You're the one that's picking the fight and don't even realize it by the way you're thinking and the way you're acting. And God will show it to you. Look what James said. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror and sees everything that's going on. No, God has already pointed out to you what's going on and what you need to fix that problem. If you can't get along with a person, which, which, we all, which conflict can be resolved if you work at it, try some different. Stop trying, stop being defensive. Get off that defense horse and start listening to God. Say some nice words. They're there, believe it or not, you don't think they're there, but they're there by the grace of God. Kindness is there. Love is there. But we had to let it out. It's been, it's been in, in prison in so, so long to the point where we don't even worry about it. Then it says, for he looks at himself and goes away once and forget what he was, what he looked like. We don't want to do that. We want to change because if God is telling you to change, it's a necessary change. I think it is, and I believe it is by the grace of God. And see, and that's why most people don't serve God because they don't believe God should be a priority in life. They know he should, but they don't make him a priority in their life. That's why it's easy for us to do what we do. Because if your conscience doesn't bother you, it don't matter, nothing really matters to you. It's easy, just as you can do wrong, just as easy to do right, it is to do wrong. Or do wrong, it is to do right. It don't bother you. Because you got this concept about God that, well, God understands. <laughs> sure, he understands. But you understand, too, that the wages of sin is death. And, that it, and, and it can cause many problems. Look at Galatians, Galatians chapter 6 and verse 4. He said, but let every person carefully, don't just run over like you do iron, you know, like iron enclosures, run over it. Once you got the rank out, you're done. Make sure everything is pressed completely. He said, he said, but let every person carefully scrutinize and examine and test his own conduct and his own what? His own work. Do you think most people do that today? No, they don't. Because most people don't sit down and don't have the time for that. 
Don't tell me what's wrong with me. I know what's wrong with me. Well, fix it. If that's the case, then fix it. Because of, because of your problem, it's becoming my problem. You need to fix it. If you know what's wrong. And we all can be happy. And stay happy by the grace of God. And that's why it's important to be able to look at yourself. Most times people are always point the finger at other people. Well, you know, this, that. And, you know, we love to play the, um, the you know, the April, um, Adam and Eve game. You know what the Adam and Eve game is. You know what that is, right? Everybody know what the Adam and Eve game is? The blame game. Huh? You didn't know that? The blame game. It's never my fault. I cuss you out because you, you said something the wrong way to me. No. I don't care what they say. You don't have to go, you don't have to stoop to that level by the grace of God. You can come up higher if you choose to. Or you can take the low road or you can take the high road. Can't nobody make you mad unless you let them. Flip Wilson told that lie many years ago. The devil made me do it. The devil ain't made you do nothing. He created opportunity and you did it yourself because you wanted to do it. <laughs> I know the devil probably clapping about that one. So these Christian folks stop blaming me for everything. <laughs> Psalms 1, 119 verse 59. We're moving right along. He said, I consider my ways. My actions, my thoughts, my beliefs. And I turn my feet to obey your testimony. I consider my way. I thought about my life. And, I, you know, sometimes it makes me wonder, you know, when it comes to life in general. Many of us have more days behind us than we do in front of us. You know that, right? Now, I'm not saying putting a time limit on how many days you have in front of you. I'm not saying that. But don't get caught up in time versus looking at what you can change right now. If you can change it and fix it now, let us do it by the grace of God. In 1 Corinthians, this is a scripture I always use most of the time for, for a communion. In 1 Corinthians 11, 28, it said, Let a man examine himself. Let a man thoroughly examine himself. Now, what if we all examine ourselves thoroughly? Wonder what we will find. <laughs> Probably shocked. If that's me, you remember that? that remember that um, TV program used to come on years ago called his name was uh, Urkel. Urkel, called what? Called what? Family matters. Urkel would say. Did I do that? <laughs> yeah, you did, Erica. You sure did. Nobody but you. And you only, by the grace of God. Luke 8, 18. Then we're going to get into your meat. So pay attention to how you hear. Now, this is really a problem for a lot of people. Because what you hear 
and what you believe, formerly thoughts in your, in, your, in your heart. And when you get the wrong thoughts in by believing the wrong things, it affects your life. You can be a wonderful person, you can be a great person, but you also can have some jacked up ways. You want a balance in your life. Not only are you a good-looking person from the outside, but you want to be a good-looking person on the inside. Remember in the book of Peter? said, don't let it be the outer adorning of the outer man, but let it be the hidden man of the heart. Get your heart right. When you get your heart right, then everything else will get right. But if your heart is not right, other things are going to be off. I'm not going to say it's going to be bad, but it's not going to work as well as it should work. Your life will not be able to function. You're not going to be able to receive the things that you want to receive because you got imperfection there, and God's trying to get you away from that, trying to show you how to fix it, and you refusing to do it. It create problems for a lot of people. Why do I need to examine myself? It's a question. Why do I need to examine myself? Point number one, to evaluate where I'm walking in the faith. Your faith relationship with God is paramount to everything you do, anything you do in life. That's what causes us, when you get into a certain crisis situation, that's what causes us to go into panic mode. You ever seen people get in panic mode when things happen? They don't know how, what to do. They know God. Oh, Lord. Jesus. I serve him seven days a week and three times on a Sunday. But guess what? If that's the case, why are you in such panic? Why do you feel like you're overwhelmed? If you're in the faith, you should be at peace. Regardless of what is situation, if you get to God forbid, if you get some crazy message, some crazy stuff come up on the phone, her, some crazy stuff happening, you don't want to just fall to pieces just like a, like a piece of bread got too much um, 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 what you call it um, butter, margarine, and whatever shortening in it. That's what I'm looking for shortening. You can put too much shortening in bread. In the process of trying to make biscuits, when you cook it, that mess will fall apart on you. How many cooks have experienced that other than me? For those that don't cook, you don't have to raise your hand. Amen. By the grace of God. And see, and that's why it's important, really, is to make sure when you get in the faith, walking in the faith, you're not only going to accept some people in the faith, you'll be more receptive in dealing with other people that are not in the faith by the grace of God. Instead of becoming a hindrance to them, you become a light to them by the grace of God. Because some people, if you're not walking in their faith, their faith, they will not even have a conversation with you. Only don't want to speak to you. So while we examine ourselves to make sure I am living, 
I am doing in my life is in line with his word. It's not about who's looking. It's not about trying to be religious. It's about a lifestyle here. Living the life, talking the talk, and walking the walk by the grace of God. It don't have to be on a Sunday morning to know you, that I know you're a Christian and you attend church. If I see you on Wednesday, Wednesday or whatever, in a heated situation, I still should see Jesus in you by the grace of God. And when you do that, guess what? Things happen for it by the grace of God. While I need to examine myself, I need to make sure I'm in agreement with the Father. You, wanna, you always want to stay in step with God, whatever you do. When David got out of step with God, when he committed adultery with Bathsheba, the first thing David said, Lord, created me a clean heart. Don't just say, well, if I've done anything, then forgive me. You know what you've done. You know when you did it. So don't come up with this, this pride and arrogance that if I've done anything wrong, then I ask God to forgive me. Lord, search my heart. Look at my heart, God. Make sure if any imperfection in my heart that shouldn't be there, Lord, I'm asking you to remove it for me. I'm willing to submit this to you. So this situation will not come up again by the grace of God. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 1, point number 3. Are you getting rid of unnecessary beliefs? Are you still holding on to those sacred cows? Those things that you deeply believe that are right, but deeply believe and know that you're wrong. Those sacred cows. Remember in the book of Hebrews, let us lay aside every weight and sin that so easily beset us that we may run this race and run it with, with patience. If you never ran, um, did any jogging or whatever, um, you can put on a, just a regular jacket and go for a two-mile run and that two mile and that jacket would seem like it weighed about four or five pounds. The lighter you are, the better you can run. The less involved you are with these negative thoughts and beliefs and stuff like that, it helps you become a better Christian. Not for not for me, but not for the church, but for the kingdom of God. I'm not doing it for the church. If that's your reason for doing it, back up, regroup, and, and change that belief. Say, I'm not doing it for the church. I'm doing it for my father. I'm changing because I know it's good for me too, by the grace of God. When I got to a point where I can tell Hilda, please, guess what? It wasn't just only good for her, something to her, because it really didn't matter her one way or the other. But it was a big deal to me. It done. It opened up doorways in my heart to open up in such a way so, so I can ask God for forgiveness in other areas that we're dealing with pride in by the grace of God. Next point. Make sure what you believe is truth. If it's no line of God's word, it don't matter. It doesn't matter what great-grandmama said. I know she's your idol. I know you'll kill a rock and put three 
and, and three bricks in the hospital for. But she's wrong. If she's wrong, she's dead wrong. That's why you want to make sure that's true. If it does not line up with God's word, brothers and sisters, you can hold on to it, but you might as well forget it. It's not going to work. When you go into a situation, make sure God is in that situation with you. Because he said in the book of John, we said earlier, without me, you can do nothing. So you got a choice. Either go on your own or you go with him. If you go with him, then you got to make sure that he is with you by the grace of God. And if you do that, I can assure you you will have a happy day. But if you don't, it's going to be an unhappy day for you. Because you will end up thinking something that's right, knowing that it can be wrong by the grace of God. So you want to make sure that what you believe is lined up with truth. And no black cat crossed the path one time don't mean bad luck. He just crossed the path on the left or right. It don't matter. You break the mirror, you got to run out there and bury it in the backyard to prevent trouble from happening for seven years. And the list just goes on. All these crazy beliefs that people have. Just because that church did you wrong, the pastor, whatever leadership may have did you wrong, does not mean that all churches are bad. Are you with me? If you catch food poison from a, um, from a restaurant, don't mean you write all restaurants off. You may not visit that restaurant no more. Well, every time I go out to eat, I always get sick. That's a belief. That's the way you think. And every time you go out to eat, guess what? It's going to happen. You're going to get sick. And you don't want to have that type of, because you could be missing out on some good fellowship. You could be missing out on some good food. You could be missing out on other blessings that God may have, have, may have for you at that place. You may meet somebody there. You never can tell. But if you don't go there because that belief that tells you that every time you go, you get sick, you never go. You never go. And that's why it's important not to believe that. In the book of, in the book of Psalms, um, the book of Psalms, Psalm 51 and verse 6, uh, it said, Behold, use thy truth in the inward part. The inward part of what? My heart. God, you always desire me to walk in truth. You want me to know truth. You want me to believe in truth by the grace of God. And like I said earlier, when David got in trouble, he said, well, God, you know, I, I, didn't, I really didn't mean to do this, uh, whatever. It was just an accident. It just happened with me and Bathsheba. He said, no, God, create in me a clean heart. Because during that situation that he got himself into, not only affected the relationship between him and God, but it affected his joy and his peace. Let me tell you something. When you get out of line with God and when your peace are affected by, by misbehavior and disobedience, I'm telling you, that's a terrible place to be. It's not because of God making you feel that way. It's because you are not willing to admit that you're wrong, that you need to make a change by the grace of God. Last point. Ensure my life reflects what I believe. 
ensure my life reflects what I believe. You may be sitting thinking this morning, uh, listening by radio, uh, video this morning. Boy, my life is not reflecting what I believe. Well, if it's not, guess what? It can. It can change by the grace of God. It can change. And guess what? God wanted to change more so than you. Because you're the one that's holding out and not willing to make the changes. It's time to grow up, brothers and sisters, and really be what God wants us to be. Daphne, play, we give me the clothes. It's time. It's time to make some changes. To get rid of all this stuff that's in our heads that is not true. These opinions and views and ideas that we have formed about people and about various things in, 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 in history that's not true. We can't change anything. Only person we can allow to be changed is us. It's me. Even though I want you to change, I love for you to change, but I can't make you change. And like you heard me say many times, if I can't talk to you about God, I always can talk to God about you. So your beliefs, if you get the right things in, I can assure you, your action and your behavior are going to change. It's just not a matter how, it's just a matter when. And the more those unbeliefs, unbelief that you get out of your head, say, I believe, but help my unbelief. God can help you with that too. God, help me to get on a level where I can believe the things you tell me. So when big things come up in my life, guess what? I'm not flipping and flopping like a fish. 